Me your name? Richard. I'm the Alderman of Bebenberg. You are? I am. My own lands to the north. How long have you been an Alderman of these lands? Your father chose to fight us and is now dead. He, he was not fond of me. I now understand why my son spared you. What would have been You are a warrior. Have some ale. Drink it. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The Last Kingdom on Netflix, so sit back, relax, and let's see how England was born. Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and trust me, if I ever see some Vikings just creepily whispering at me, I'm not going to run towards them. I'm wondering if that's what we should be doing to our six and eight-year-old when we really want them to listen to us, rather than be like, clean up your room, I've asked you five times, instead be like, clean up your room, clean up your room, just do it, just do it, just do it. Those stinky socks. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, Dad <laughs> and Mom. Nightmares. <laughs> that is enough. Right? Oh my goodness. So here we are. We're so excited for this, the inaugural episode of The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. This was a podcast that was voted upon by our friends and our listeners at jointhenerdclan.com. If this is your first podcast that you were introduced to with my husband, Blake, and myself, welcome. We are hardcore nerds who are married and geek out in our own podcast studio about our favorite book and movie and television series that bring us joy and light. We'd actually never read, I mean, never seen The Last Kingdom before. Nope, not once. And this was voted, and you might be like, by who? Our friends at jointhenerdclan.com make all of this possible. Um, they actually support us in tons of ways, but also, you know, it's, it's a listener-supported podcast media company. So if you find joy in our podcast, head on over to jointhenerdclan.com. There you're going to get loads of perks um, and you'll get early access to podcasts. You'll get extra podcasts with our book clubs. You'll get some of our hangouts, which is really neat. And also, if this is your first time listening to us, you will be able to subscribe to it in the very near future. Yes. So those of you joining us right now live, this will hopefully be up in Apple Podcasts and all of your podcatcher apps at some point in the near future. And if you're listening to this in the future, yes. on one of those podcast apps. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for finding us. <laughs> but there us. are a lot of you watching us live, right? Lots of yes. you. I, I get to see the numbers and it is climbing and climbing and climbing. Yes. We're, we're, and, and you the, can also find us, Mary and Blake, on social media. So now, let's get into the show.
Okay, details, Blake. For this brand new series, for those of you who don't know, Blake likes to geek out about all the technical aspects, letting us know the nitty gritty of who made this show what it was. So break it on down for us. Well, the ti- well, there are no titles for these episodes. How does that even happen? It's, it's just like- episode one, episode two, okay. episode three. So it's episode one. I'm actually quite thankful for that. It's going to make it easy in my memory. Yeah, a little, a little bit easier to, uh, you know, you don't even have to break it down. You don't have to get the symbolism or anything in it or what it intends, the theme theme, nothing. It just, it is what it is. Episode 101. It was directed by Nick Murphy, who has done a lot of different kinds of British television. Okay. And what, what you're going to see is that this this show was actually on season one, was not initially on um, Netflix. It okay. was on the BBC. And then after season one, it was then purchased by Netflix. And then it was made as a Netflix original. Oh, cool. So Netflix was like, yeah, we're going to get in on that. Yeah, we're going to get in on this. We're going to take that. (laughs) So you're not going to see a whole ton of different names that you recognize. So for this person, the director was Nick Murphy for episode 101. He has done a lot of different shows. Um, There is one show called Save Me. It's actually on Peacock right now. Okay. Uh, There's another show called Night Flyers. That's on sci-fi as of this moment. I know neither of those so far. I'm striking out with Nick Murphy. That's okay. And then also The Hot Zone, which is on National Geographic. Again, not a lot of different mainstream shows that we have seen. Though he is most famous for a movie called The Awakening, which actually stars uh, Rebecca Ferguson and Dominic West, who, by the the way, Dominic West is going to be playing Prince Charles in the new uh, season of The Crown. Awesome. So I'm very excited about it. Right. So who that. wrote this? So we know who directed it. Yes. Now who wrote this? The writer was Chris Bouchard. Who Bouchard. is that? That is the showrunner of okay. uh, The Last Kingdom. Uh, Chris Bouchard has done, again, lots of British TV that you and I, and I think most of the mainstream people here in the United States, most of our listeners do not know. So if you want to go that, if you want to go and see all the different shows or um, mini TV series that he has written, do that on your own time. Go to IMDb, look up Chris Bouchard. He is there. But I will say that uh, he has actually uh, given up the title of showrunner currently right now after season three of the last kingdom he stepped back from the show there is a new showrunner for, okay. se- for seasons four and now what is going to be the final season season five her name is martha hillier but chris bouchard has actually gone and created a new television show that is on hulu called baghdad central so if you do like the last kingdom you do like chris bouchard go check out baghdad central on Hulu. Very cool. Awesome. So, All right. And uh, in, in one of the things, I, I, do you want to... I, I want to just go through a brief rundown for anyone who's new as a podcast listener, just to understand what a showrunner is. Because not only did he write this episode, but he, as you said, was a showrunner for quite some time. So if you can give me like the elevator pitch, what is a showrunner? A showrunner is the person that is in charge of the entire show that you're watching, right? So... They are in charge of the story. They're in charge of uh, the the boss. They're the boss. (laughs) They are like the president of your show, right? They are the ones who are in charge of the budget. They're the ones in charge of the hiring, the staffing, making sure that the Bible of the show is being followed. As a previous teacher, I think of them as the principal. Like everybody's got their jobs and they're still super important. There's committees, there's this and that, but there's the head dog. You know, yes, there's absolutely. a person who oversees them all and honestly has the final say. Yes. So they are they are the boss. That awesome. is it. And um, it looks like Chris Bouchard has actually written most of the episodes of The Last Kingdom. 
uh, and he has sole credit for most of these episodes. So we'll, you'll you'll be hearing his name a lot until after season three. Yeah. Um, and essentially, he was saying that he stepped back after se- after season three just because it was his time. He felt like he he had written twenty six episodes, and it was just he had gone through the relationships. And he felt like he told his story that he yeah. wanted to tell. His time was done. Uh, of course, The Last Kingdom is based on a series of books. Um, and um, so as such, they've only gotten through so many books. The last, uh, the last, I think there are a series of 10 books. Okay. Uh, so the last season is going to cover the last two. Very probably. cool. So I'm excited about it. So when we watch episodes or yes. movies, we like to rate them on a scale of one to five. One being the absolute worst. Five being flipping amazing. And yes. what are we going to be like rating this upon? Well, we actually put this out because we, we for those of you who are brand new to Mary and Blake Media, Mary and I are married. And we're nerds. We have a studio. We have a studio. When this is our business, this is what we do for our living. And uh, we have a, 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 a fairly decent following for a bunch of different shows that we do. Uh, and what we did today was we put out to a vote on what we like to rate our shows on. For Outlander, it is kilts. For this is us. It is uh, what? What is it for this is us? Lemon. Oh, lemonades. lemonades. It's lemonades. Uh, for uh, The Crown, it's... Um, uh, I can't remember what it is. Oh, Corgis. Uh, for Bridgerton, it is Cups of Tea. So we put out the vote to all of our listeners today, and they came up with three main choices. Okay. The three main choices are Shields, which I like because it is our cover. Oh, my gosh. It is yes. our cover art. I'm feeling it. The, last one, the next one is Swords, which I'm in but not as... Not as much as in. And the last one is Pieces of Silver, because it is a recurring thing that happens in the show. Cool. Would you like my vote, or would you like to... Yeah, I'll listen to what you think. My vote is is, uh, Shields. I'm down with Shields. You know, Shield Wall, Shields, it's our cover art. This this episode, the Shield Wall, I was like, why doesn't everyone do that in every battle? (laughs) I'm down. I'm down with the Shields. All right, so Shield Wall, it is. Shields, it is. And Marvin, what are you going to give? How many Shields are you giving episode 101 of The Last Kingdom? Um, I'm giving it a 4.6, which... Frequent listeners of Mary and Blake podcast may know that that's a little on the low side for me. That is a low uh, rating for you. I know. Okay, but here's why. I often don't like first episodes of television shows. I need to love somebody. Like, I need to love someone. I need to be rooting for them hardcore. You need a Hurley. I... I'm not even necessarily a Hurley, but I need to be loving someone. And it often takes me a few episodes to, to get that connection with somebody. Um, another thing that was difficult for me was I needed subtitles. So I had to watch this episode three times. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, we watched it once with um, our friends at jointhenerdclin.com. We mm-hmm. had like a fun viewing with them. And then people were saying, oh, we watched that one with subtitles. Yes, we did. And then we watched it a second time with subtitles. That's right. And then I watched it today without subtitles. I'm like, I'm not going let these words distract me this time <laughs> so i know i just need to either get used to their accents or i need to listen to the television show a little bit louder it's all me it's just my adjusting to the show but 4.6 is still a b plus or is that an a i think it's that's that's an a minus yeah I would say. it's a still really really good rating i I, I've got the bones. I'm sticking my teeth into it. It's just little things where I need to adjust. How about you? Yeah, Mary, I, you know, for, for me, I, I'm actually the same way with you. And 
I was kind of the same way with Game of Thrones at first mm. uh, because, uh, oh, by the way, I, oh, do I have my You Know Nothing Jon Snow uh, sound sounder? <laughs> I, apparently, I can't find Oh, oh here no, it is. I got go. it. You Know Nothing Jon Snow. Um, I, I, I listened to, uh, or I watched the show with with uh, subtitles because there are a lot of different names. There the are a lot of different pronunciations yes. and you're, you're getting used to the accents, how they're delivered, the, mm-hmm. the pace and the cadence yes. of their speech. You know, because every show has its own language. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's written in English for us, but every show has its own language. How it's, Gilmore Girls is spoken and delivered Far more different than Outlander yes. is, which is far more different than Bridgerton, and mm-hmm. so on, and so on, and so on. Uh, for me, I'm giving this 4.7. Lovely. Oh my gosh, we need like the pigs flying your rating higher than me. Uh, I know. <laughs> this <laughs> we is need, a, like, a very, special thing when this happens. This is a very, very rare occurrence in Mary and Blake Media where I give a higher rating yes. than Mary. So I'm giving 4.7. Seven shields for this episode, and I love it because there is there there is no uh, confusion uh, for me. It is a very clear path on how this episode is written. Everything, um, everything that is in this story is related to Uhtred and his character. It is nothing is superfluous. Um, and for the most part, we are stuck in his point of view for most of this episode. And as such, it is, um, it, he is an important player, but he's not the, he's not the main thing. It, like Uhtred's important, but he's not, I, I'm, I'm learning about the world. I'm learning about the yes. people. I'm learning about the religion. I'm learning about, learning about uh, all of the different conflicts and mm-hmm. romances and, Everything was just so efficient yes. with itself. And there's even this great visual dynamic, too, where the, the colors when Uhtred mm-hmm. is, in, uh, is in his the Saxon part, you know, it's, it's desaturated. And when he's with the Danes, it's far more colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there, there's a lot of great visual storytelling and visual language being established, as well as efficiency in its own storyline. So really liked it and I, I know what we're doing immediately yes I know that Uhtred is a man between two worlds and how is he going to navigate those two worlds that is why as a, as a as a premiere episode I am in I love it I love it well before we get into our GBGs we want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com in addition to podcasting and being a stay at home mom to our kiddos um, I also help people feel more confident and creative when it comes to their makeup and skincare. and being that this we are going into summer here in the northern hemisphere um, we are going to be putting the waterproof mascara my like best selling amazing waterproof mascara that nourishes your lashes and really makes sure that oily days, sweaty days, swimming days, your lashes are still going to look fabulous. Those are going to be available um, shortly. I'd say tomorrow, if you're listening to this live, because Blake has to fix it on the website, <laughs> uh, at 15% off for our listeners. So it's my minutewithmary.com waterproof mascara. You can get it at a discount by going to minutewithmary.com slash discount. All right. So Marvin, your GBG, uh, you're good, you're bad, 
and you're great. If you're a, a frequent listener of Mary and Blake Media, this is how we break down our episodes. If you're brand new, the GBG is the good, the bad, and the great. We talk about good things, bad things, and things that are just awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful little Oreo, oh, if you will. Oh, Hey, I wonder who came up with that. Um, so my good is the little boy actor. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, be still my heart. When there are children actors who just crush it and give me all the feels, like if I could have loved somebody, it would have been him in this, him in this episode. But he's gone. Mm-hmm. Bye. Now you're grown up. And I'm not <laughs> complaining about grown up version of Uhtred. Okay. She's going to take me a little longer to love him mm-hmm. because I fell in love with this boy right away. Yep. His determination, uh, the way that he was able to carry the sensitive topics of like death and devastation. And yet he was also able to balance being able to joke with these adults. He he carried his weight. He is a fine, fine child actor. Yep. Uh, my bad. Dead dads. What the heck? Game of Thrones all over again, except episode one. Oh, I'm going to kill your dad. Oh, guess what? You got another dad that you like? Kill him too. What is going on? And I actually liked the Danish dad a lot. Yes. You know, even though he was like really brutal and killed the teenage brother of Uhtred, um, I got to really like him. And I kind of, I, I don't know, I dug him a little bit, even though he's completely brutal and scary. Mm-hmm. And then he died too. So that's my bad. It was... I didn't really care about the first dad. English dad stunk. Danish dad, great. Both dead. And and then my great was, um, I loved how I hated and then was totally interested into the Vikings. Like, like when little Uhtred is like, the ships are coming. I was so scared for them. And everybody's running inside the castle because you know that bad stuff's going to happen. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it does. And things do not end well. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the Vikings team. I'm, I'm just down with them. I'm like, don't burn. Don't die. Like, what is going on? These people are all maniacs who just like chop each other's heads off. I mean, it's like I forgot. It's like I forgot what they did torturing all the yeah. all of the English, all yeah. of the Saxons, you know, like dropping them from the ceiling, and yet then when they're burning, and when the old guy with the tattoos on his face gets shot, I was like, no, but I liked you. <laughs> so well done, episode one, for making me flip flop yin yang on whose team I was on. Yes, absolutely. How about you? And Mary, do you want to know something that's going to just blow your little mind? Okay. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's just gonna blow yes. your doors off. Tell me what rookie mistake. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, you're right. Rookie mistake there. I didn't. I didn't silence my phone. Crapola. All right. Um, gonna blow your doors off. Gonna mm-hmm. bake your noodle. You ready? Yep. Father Bioka, the guy that is uh, the donkey guy. Like I'm gonna dunk you in the yes. water for way too long. Yeah. The nice guy who was like, I'm gonna teach you how to read. Never mind. Played by a man named Ian Hart. Okay. Want to know who Ian Hart is? Sounds like a really nice name. Sounds like a nice name. Not a nice guy though. You <gasps> want to know why? Why? Because he's Professor Coral. You're a wizard, Harry. What? Yeah, that's Professor Quirrell. What? <laughs> From Harry Potter. Put a turban on him and maybe I'll recognize him. <laughs> Holy flipping smokes. I feel like his entire face shape is different. Yeah. I feel like he had an oval face as Professor Quirrell and now a round face well, you gotta, as You gotta remember, the movie guy. was made 20 years ago. But still. The, the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> I know, but still. Yeah, Professor Quirrell. Wow. I wonder if it was part of his contract. Like, I cannot have any head dressing yeah, no on. No turbans. Yeah. I actually don't even want hair. I want to be as far away from Harry Potter, Professor Quirrell, as possible. Yeah. Holy smokes, it's a really cool fact. Yeah, What's your GBG? All right, my GBG. First, the good. It has to go to uh, the soundtrack. Ooh. The soundtrack for this show, it is in incredible i have been I, I i went out and actually bought it on itunes just so i could listen wow. to it in the car 
it is my jam. It's my jam because it is that is it's totally Blake it's, music. It's, it's composed by John Lund, but uh, uh, Ivor Paul's daughter. Um, I think I think that's how I pronounce her her last name. Uh, she is the vocalist on like a, mm. she's the Raya Yarbrough, if you will. Yeah. In uh-huh. all of yeah, yeah, that's her. I, yeah. Ivor Paul Sutter. I just did it no justice. Uh, no, but. none whatsoever. Uh, but it, it, it's it's um, traditionally composed. But there's also there's some great synth music that is added into it. And Mary, you know my love of synth music. I do. It knows no bounds. It truly does. It knows no bounds. So uh, when you when you combine all these things and you have the Icelandic version of Ray Yarbrough and you have uh, synth music and you have all of these things and and it's and this is my people the Danes I'm I am Danish yes. Larsen L A R S E N it's Danish. so funny because I'm Scottish so when we watch Outlander I'm like oh these are my people now yeah. we get to have Blake's fit you know my people so yes. I am so super excited about this soundtrack I listen to it and I feel like dude I could I'm just gonna go be a Viking right now you do that and uh, so the the soundtrack is incredible if you haven't gone out and purchased it or listened to it like on YouTube it is on YouTube for free if you'd like listen to it it is amazing the bad for me <sighs> there was a setup with uh, Sven the, the young boy which one the little one the, the little Sven yeah, or the like teenage Sven uh, well uh, which I can't take his name seriously because all I think about is the reindeer from Frozen <laughs> and, we, and during during the the watch party we had uh, a name for Sven I cannot say it on the podcast it is um, if you know Pig Latin it's Itty Shay yeah Itty Shay Sven <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just immediately I mean when he gets his eye poked out and the whole thing which is a which was a great sequence we'll just call him silly but you all know what we mean no we can, silly we can do, we can do Itty Shay Sven I like that okay. Itty Shay Sven <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm out on Itty Shay Sven you want to know why uh wait teenage or kid um both okay. all versions <laughs> all versions of Itty Shay Sven all versions of Sven are Itty Shay <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just out on him because, uh, you know, ripping the girl's dress off. And then he like, he tries to, he goes like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, Ivor is not Icelandic. I, she, I cannot pronounce what she is. I apologize. Kathy Ferozzi? from Cleveland. Ferozzi? Sure. Um, I don't know. I, apo- I apologize. So that is, uh, You're learning. I'm learning still. Okay. So tell me more about uh, Itty Shay Sven. Uh, he's oh just God. this kind of like the way that he's being set up. He's got like the missing eye, and he's just awful. <laughs> like there's nothing good about him. Yeah, there isn't. And it's just this hammy kind of villain. And I know that he, what that's what he's going to be going forward. I'm kind of down with it. Um, because there are those people where you're just like you were always bad. Yeah, you just suck. You have always been yes. this pebble in my shoe, even yep. since I was a kid. Yeah. Right. And that's why I kind of like it. I agree with you. Just like we haven't seen multi layers of Sven. But can't you think back to your childhood and then you're like, and then that person grew up yep. and they still stink. Yep. There you go. Oh, she's from the Faroe Islands. That's that's how you pronounce it, I guess. Uh, yeah. What was your great, my love? My great is a tie. Uh, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, which is you get an immediate sense of what this show is going to be about and you know that it is going to be about Uhtred you know that he is a man stuck between two worlds and there's a great visual storytelling device that they use 
to give this sense to you immediately. They open up the show with young Uhtred, who that is not his name at that moment. Uh, he only gets that name after his brother I know, dies. I forget his name. It began with like an E or something. I'll call him Bobby. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, Bobby Jr. <laughs> Bobby Jr. Um, he's looking through the amber uh, pendant. Oh, did anyone else get Jurassic Park flashbacks? Oh, Was there yes. a mosquito inside? To Jurassic Park. Seriously. Or, or a, a dragonfly. Yes. Oh, girl. Did a far Like, what is going on with Amber, right? I love Osbert. it. Osbert. Is, Osbert is his name. Yes. Not Bobby Jr. Not Bobby Jr. Thank you uh, to the nerds out there who are helping us out with these names as we go along. Um, yeah, so... Uh, you got the the amber piece that he's looking through at his castle. Like you, you can see, like he's looking through his family at, <laughs> and at, then he is given uh, the pendant, the the, the um, Thor's hammer, hammer the hammer of Thor, and he has both of them. And it's like he's looking at them, and, you, and this is a visual. This is like Outlander with Claire holding both, both of her, her rings, rings, the oh, one from Frank yes, and the one from Jamie. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great device to just show you physically. It's showing you, not telling you what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other part here too is a huge Mary and Blake media commandment. For those of you who are new to us, we have a lot of commandments, <laughs> a lot of commandments. And one of those commandments, one of the main important commandments is this. You want to impress me? You give, do, me you give me a good bookend. bookend. Give me a good bookend. And that is exactly what has happened in this episode. When you have a good bookend, you know you, you're in good hands. It, when you start with one thing, and you end with that same thing, but just in a different way. Maybe it's the same exact thing, but it's just recontextualized. Maybe it's a decapitated head from someone else. Yes, absolutely. You start off with Ragnar showing up with... Uh, Bobby's head. U- Uhtred's... Yeah. U- the, the Uhtred, Uhtred, Uhtred 1.0. Yeah. Uh, or 2.0. 2.0. Uh, with his head. And then Uhtred 3.0 shows up with... Uh, the creepy, creepy staring, guy's creepy, face. creepy staring yeah. guy's face. Peeping Tom, and he just throws it up, in the, and he's wearing the same exact coat. Which shows up on the get, horse. That not get burned in the fire. How does a fur coat not get burned in a fire? Was that with the silver? <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you that, must lock my furs away. <laughs> that coat was important. To They're my it. valuables. <laughs> Hide them under the, the stove. This is my decapitated only fur. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so that's that. Yeah, and that is my good and my bad. I love and it. My great. Uh, so, Marvin, where do you want to begin with the rest of this episode? You get to rock and roll, my love, with this one. You know what I really like? I do. I really like the credits, like the the, the intro. Um, the drawing style. The drawing style and, and having the music over it uh, and having... Uh, sorry, I, I'm I'm. If you're not if you're not watching me live, uh, that's okay. Uh, if you're listening to me on the podcast app, when I'm nervous, I fidget, and I actually one of our friends sent you a little fidget. I know. Toy I'm going to I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to fix that. Uh, but I love the opening credits only because it it, it feels like an, an alive part of the show. Uh, I feel like if you're watching it and you're learning something new each time, uh, and it's a great design that gets you that puts you right into it. Um, I hate, I don't want to make constant comparisons to Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. I don't want to do that because I feel like that's low hanging fruit. 
but it is similar to Game of Thrones. I was just going to say that it was like it, in my opinion, where, you know, kind of took you on a journey. So, I don't know. I liked it. Yep. So, um, what stands out to you immediately, Mary, about this show? I I know that this is probably not a show that you would have chosen um, to podcast about. Netflix would not have been like, Mary, this is totally recommended for you. Even though I do often watch shows in a similar vein, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, and you know, I do like historical based dramas. Just like slice them and dice them up is not necessarily my thing. But I am very excited because this is an area of history. Granted, I know that this is highly fictionalized, but this is an area that I know very little to nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't know that the Vikings invaded England, <laughs> England. <laughs> at all. So a little... I thought Vikings were like before the English and they were kind of like just rough and tough, like slash cavemen. Like I think it went like cavemen and then some other kind of people and then Vikings and then (laughs) King Arthur. (laughs) I don't know, but this is why I'm excited to learn about this time frame. Yeah, it's good. Um, This book and the the show here is based on, I think, Uhtred, the character, the one that we're... Uhtred 3.0 is... Uh, is a fictional character, but the world that we're in is real world. It, this is history, yes, uh, and it's all historical places. And you know, um, you know, around this time we have um, as an English king, Alfred the Great. Uh, so, a little background for you listeners, and for those of you who are watching live with us right now, uh, I am a history major. However, <laughs> my knowledge of this portion of history just happens to be sandwiched in between <laughs> my two, my major and my minor. Okay. So my minor was the rise of Alexander through the fall of the Roman empire. Mm-hmm. My major was modern history from like uh, 1600 through I'd say world war two. Okay. Um, it is specifically focusing on, uh, on like the history of Europe and, and the creation of the United States. So 860s, not necessarily your forte. 860s is exactly right in the <laughs> middle of where I don't know. a whole No man's time. land, but I do know some things. And from what I do know, um, you know, when they're talking about the Saxons, you're thinking like, these are people that were just originally part of Britain. Like this is, that's that's who they are. They're the Saxons. I mean, I don't really know what it means. Uh, <laughs> the Saxons were actually people uh, from Germany, as a matter of fact. Okay. In the after the fall of the, Ro- Ro- the Roman Empire, the Western Roman Empire. Okay. Okay, that's in like the mid four hundreds. Right. Um, I think the technical date is four sixty seven. I don't need technical what stats. A, are for nerds. Stat- <laughs> stats are for nerds. Um, the, the, the Romans were running most of uh, Britannia. That's what they. That's what it was called. And they they shielded themselves from the Picts, who are now the, at, at the time the Scots. And they made, they built Hadrian's Wall to stop them from yeah. invading. And then the, you and your coups can stay up there. I know the 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 Romans left because they stopped. They ran out of money. They they were losing all these people, and the Roman Empire started to collapse in on itself. So. When they left, they left a huge power vacuum. There was just there was a whole bunch of infrastructure, and nobody uh, knew what to do. So the Britons were there, the Picts were at the top of the of England, 
And all of a sudden, these people from the from uh, from Germany and the French, like the Franks and the Frisians, and, and then the Saxons from Germany, the the Angles from Germany, the Jutes from Germany, they all started going over to Britannia. Okay, and that's where they started um, taking over these lands. And so, for from that point on, in like the five hundreds till now, where we're at in the Last Kingdom, that it's now we're in like the eight sixties. The Saxons have been part of this land now for about 300 years. Yeah, so they think this land is not That's your theirs. land. This land is my land. But, you know, there are other parts. There are the Britons. There are the Picts. There are the Celts. There are the, the Gales. There are all of those people. They're it's a all, smorgasbord. They're all mingling in these, in these areas. Are they mingling nicely? Um, like, are they like, you stay over there, I stay over here, but we're cool? Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. There, there, there does come a point with Alfred the Great where they all kind of come together a little bit and fight off. But the do the Vikings. Vikings come and just get all of them? Just say, I don't care who you are. I want your land. Yes. I want your sweet water. Absolutely. And your land with full meat Absolutely. or whatever the heck they say. <laughs> um, lots of game. Yes. Uh, yes. That's exactly, okay. that's exactly what so happens. So then the Vikings, otherwise known as the Danes, why don't they just call themselves Vikings? Who calls them Vikings? If they call themselves Danes. I, 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 I don't know. They come on over, had no idea the Vikings were Danes, or the, the Danes were so rough and tough. I just thought the Danes made pastries. Here, here's a fun little notation on history. Okay. The time when the Roman Empire falls in the mid-400s, 400s, to when, in, in between that and when the Saxons come to okay. England, that time period is technically, at least according to most historians, the Arthurian times. King Arthur. Oh my gosh, sword in the stone. King Arthur is supposed to have been a historical figure during the fall of the Roman Empire. Now, is there actual evidence, like empirical evidence, hard and fast evidence that King Arthur was a thing, that he existed and he was the king? No. A lot of people think that he is just a conglomeration of a bunch of different ideals and um, myths. I'll believe it. However, that is true. And uh, and so you're you're looking at this this time period. So consider where you are from 400, Western Roman Empire falling, King Arthur Merlin, potentially Merlin sword. potentially sword in the stone. They turn the into thing. squirrels like they did in the Disney movie. Okay. And then the Saxons come. They start taking over parts of England. Now we get to the Last Kingdom portion. Now the Vikings are coming to fight the Saxons. So the Saxons were pretty well established at this point. They were like, yes. nobody's bothering us. We're here. We've got our nice castles. We're by doing this point, our thing. By this point, they've been there for 300 years, which is yeah. essentially how long the United States has been a country. Okay. So, think of, so think of that. Yeah. So if Vikings came over into the United States, you'd be like, back off. Yes. We've been here for a while. So then again, we took it from somebody else. So that is too. your minor history lesson. Awkward. But I do want to get into the characters because they matter most. I, Mary, and I want to get your opinion on this. I felt so much more when Ragnar died in that fiery yes. blaze of glory. Yes. By the way, the special effects department, you, you know what you know what they get? They get the most important, the most important sounder in Mary and Blake Media. Oh, nice job, Falsetto. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, That was incredible. And I felt so much more when he died than when 
Tom Wamsamp from from Succession. Tom from Succession dies. Um, who who uh, Uhtred, the Uhtred one point dies. Yeah. By the OG way, Uhtred. That special effects department once again when uh, OG Uhtred dies. <laughs> Oh my goodness, what a great, it's like 3D. You know when they were like, okay, so we need the special effects people to make a sword come out of his neck. They were like, yeah! This is our jam. Yeah, covering someone in fire is no joke. No. No joke. I actually had a classmate, a friend of mine in college, they had like a little college TV show, and for fun, they wanted to see how to do it. So he bandaged up his arm, put all this stuff on it. I think he put Vaseline on it to like be a blocker. And he did all these things that he found on YouTube to figure out how do people light themselves on fire for television shows. Mm-hmm. And then we had like water and fire extinguishers and stuff. I don't recommend it. Don't do it. No, don't. Don't set yourself on fire. Don't. I mean, he's fine and he was fine, but it was really scary. And I remember sitting there with a bucket of water being like, why, why is this happening right now? I mean, I appreciate the trying to understand things from a film aspect, but like, shouldn't you be doing this with a professor? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or like in an internship, not just like in the yard of our dorm. Um, Yeah, that's, that was some serious fire situation that they had going on and to see the distance makes me wonder how many of the extras of all the you know vikings that were around that actually had you know hidden canisters of fire extinguishers or where they were all hidden because things like that you have to have intense amount of backup uh, emergency equipment hidden throughout that they can easily grab now did you did you feel what i think the show intended you to feel when he came out in the burning blaze of glory yeah it's it's shortly after he says you know to his father raven um, you know who he kills, obviously because they know they're all going to die. Yeah, and he and he he kills his wife out, yes. out of a sack out of out of you know just he's not sacrificing her, but he's just no, like I've... it's out of like love and like yes. and he meet her in Valhalla. I'll be there soon. Did you feel? Do you think what you were supposed to feel? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Because at first I was like, well, why wouldn't he just kill himself? If he doesn't want to burn, he doesn't want to be tortured. Because they could have easily done that. Too. I mean, burning was torture. But they could have done so many more long-term things to him, too. Um, but maybe he just knew, like, I will go out and I will catch on fire. Mm-hmm. And this will be the way that I go. But I'm going to kill some people on the way that I do it. Right. I It did. It had the emotional weight for me. And did, you ha- did the emotional math add up for you, too, also when... Like there was that great scene when Ragnar is talking to Uhtred and he's like, listen, why don't you just go with Brita? Like, just go get it. Just what are you waiting for? I, you know, because immediately I felt this real sense of like, wow, I, I really like that. I really like this guy. Mm -hmm. I, I really care about this relationship. It's sad that all of Uhtred's dads are dying. Yeah. uh, And, you know, Raven dies and all these people are croaking, but Within five short minutes for me, yes. I really cared about the result of what this Agreed. was coming because of that small conversation. Did Agreed. you feel the same way? I did. I was very confused because I don't know like how dating works, how sex works. Like if you have sex with her, does that mean you're going to marry her? Because what if she ended up getting pregnant? Like what's going on here? There's no contraception. Does this mean you're an official couple? Is he going to meet some other people? I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, and that, that's another thing that I like about the show. You, and why did they choose to have sex the way that they did 
interesting choice to do it back to back or back to front like that for their first time. Maybe he thinks was it's this like, their first time? Do they just watch animals and they were yeah, like, "This is how we do it." It was like Jamie, you know, they're like you know, do it like do horses. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Like maybe it's because they're young and inexperienced that they just think that this is the way. I don't know. Are we meant to think that they've gotten it on with other people? We are just going to figure this out as the show goes along. But I had many questions about like. Who have you been with before? When's the last time you've been tested? <laughs> what position do you want? What's going to happen if if I get pregnant from this right now? But, you know, they were just DTF, are, as they say in Jersey Shore. Are you buying, are you buying Uhtred and Brita, their chemistry and uh, the relationship that they share? Because I feel like it. You, you can tell as like for, for when they go from kids to they have that sudden change that time jump as adults you see some chemistry you see that they have this close relationship but are you buying that they're a thing i'm buying that they are ready to like rumpy pumpy with somebody Mm -hmm. and they appreciate and care for one another and that they come from the same place and they have pretty much every single shared experience do I think that they're like l- longing for each other? Listen, I'm a fan of Outlander. My bar is really high when it comes to chemistry. They're not Jamie and Claire level. <laughs> not even close. We're, you know, just, you know what? I'd say give them time. Give them a little time. No, I'm not saying it's a bad relationship. I actually enjoy the pairing. I do think that they complement one another. Yep. I had a, a slight bad that was going to be my bad Ew, until okay. I thought about Itty Shay's fan. Okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's what we've named him. Continue. Uh, my bad was going to be, I didn't like how they got Uhtred out of the camp. Which Uhtred? Uh, Uhtred 3.0. Okay. The, uh, the one and only Uhtred that, yeah. that we shall refer to from here on out? Yes. Okay. I didn't like how they got Uhtred out of the camp because it was just, and it comes from that great scene between he and Ragnar. Hey, she's she's tending the coals tonight. Just go out there and like, yeah. figure this out, man. It was just so convenient to get him out of the camp. As I, I disagree. Knew, I knew as soon as as soon as Uhtred left, I knew something was going to go down with Kiartan yeah. and and Itty Sven. Well, I will tell you, I didn't. I think that you know it was the night of you know prepping for the wedding, and so obviously it was a perfect night for them to come and ruin the village, but. I didn't I didn't pick up on any of that. I saw it as listen, nobody's gonna notice and she is there by herself. Like you're not here in the great house having to like bust a move on her right. with grandpa, you know <laughs> listening to you because you know blind people can hear things really well. Like <laughs> No. I took it as I'm gonna help you out. Uh. This is it's like it's like when your dad like says, here, why don't you take the car out for your date? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let me give you a little bit of freedom because I, you deserve it. I, it. But it's not that like, I I like the idea. It's like, okay, go, go do your business with, when nobody's here. But I mean, just in terms of the writing itself, I felt like there should have been another way. It was just too convenient. It was just too. I didn't mind it. Though. Um, it just felt very fl- forced. Is not the right word, but it felt very manufactured. Okay. Um, because then we have the the, the big siege on on the house. Uh, by the way, and and then and then everything goes. That was something else I had a question about. So we have this big house. When what's his name? Ragnar. I don't know the daddy with the yeah, beard. Yeah, Ragnar. Okay. Yeah. When Ragnar the Viking arrives and he kills Uhtred one, 
And then he goes to this house and Uba's there and like other people are there. And he's like, oh, I love this welcoming. Was Uba already there? Were all of those Vikings already there? Had they killed other people? Was this their house? Did they steal this house from somebody? It just didn't make sense to me about like whose house this was. And then they end up living in it for years. You know what I mean? So I just was very confused where this was because it seemed like the other people were there for quite some time. Mike. My sense is that this is a house that pre-existed and they, they took over. That was over. a Saxon house? That was a Saxon house. But not part of Uhtred's houses. Or maybe part of Uhtred's houses. It just seemed like people were very well settled. That's all I'm saying. I mean, maybe. I'm not sure. I just, I think, I think it was a, a pre-existing house that they took over and then they just, you know, whoever was living there, they probably just killed and okay. sent down the river. Get out of here. Um, let's talk about the transition. Oh, of little Uhtred to big boy. Oh, Uhtred. transition porn. Oh, that the, the the transition porn is incredible. That is amazing. Of course, if we're talking about it, when Ragnar like throws Uhtred over, he's like, "Oh, you're my son now." Yes, bloop, pops and, him into the river, and then and then instantly he Which pop, comes I out of it. I would have been happy about that. Yeah. Like, wow, well, you I, just bought me. I'm kind of going to be your son. We're smiling. What the heck? <laughs> and now I'm cold and wet, and maybe I bump my head on some rocks. <laughs> maybe I concussion. I'm yeah. not sure. I would not have liked that. At least like hypothermia, you know. But then he emerges. <laughs> oh, long locks and all. Okay, that man, Alexander Draymond. Yeah, hasn't had a cupcake in about seven years. Oh yeah, seven years. Bet better body, him or um. Jamie Fraser. Jamie. Sam Hewen has a better body? Yeah. Mm. I mean, let me like, you know what I need to do? I need to do some research. I need to, <laughs> I need to have some pictures side by side, uh, back and back. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> and it may be that I don't love this guy yet. Okay? I think that's that's a possibility. That's a possibility. You know what I also have you know to what? say? You weren't in love I with Sam to... Hewen in the beginning. You weren't yes, in love. You weren't in love. I mean, <laughs> um, you know what I have to notice where the nipple placement is. Oh, are they pointing down? I have a real problem yeah. when like men's nipples, their pecs are so big that their nipples are almost like a shadow. <laughs> like it's so low. I'm like, what happened to him? Okay, oh, so let's. I di- I digress. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Well, you know, we, no judgment here, Mary. None. Um, the transition between young Uhtred and, and, and big boy Uhtred is incredible. It's incredible visual storytelling. There's no simple way to make that jump. And it could have, it's very easy to just jump cut, for, go from, you know, like one thing to the next, uh, from one scene, and then, okay, yay, f- 10 years later, it's, it's, yay, it's Uhtred. But it's done really in an artful and impactful way. Um, and, For the record, his nipples are centered. Okay, good. Uh, and it rhymes with his baptism as Uhtred uh, when Professor Quir- <laughs> when Professor Quirrell baptizes him and holds him underwater for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Mm-hmm. And he's baptized as Uhtred um, of Bebenberg. And then Ragnar purchases him and becomes his son and says, "You now you're my son. Yeah. And he throws him in the water and... 
he's once again baptized, but as Uhtred the Dane. Yes. And he comes out of the water, and when you see it, he's a full-grown adult male. Uh, such an impactful and artful way to uh, create essentially a brand new character for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, but one that we already have this implicit memory of, one we already have this implicit uh, tie to. Yes. Uh, such a great way. And this show, I think the, the transition is indicative of this show in general so far. The cinematic quality of this show is outstanding. I mean, beyond. Stop looking at pictures. Of I, Jamie. I have to do research. <laughs> You're just so distracted now. <laughs> oh yeah, my. I'm a Jamie. Oh my goodness! How to tell when the hosts aren't listening? <sighs> it's okay, Mary. It's okay. It is okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the the cinematic quality of the show is outstanding. I mean, not only do we have the the beautifully lit and the c- cinematography, oh, it's cinematography porn um, of them riding in the sunlight with the horses after they've escaped um, uh, Kiartan and his his attack on the house, uh, but also that like they, and when they're running away, um, they have the above like you know like God view of the woods and then running through the woods. Mm. These are important shots to show you how small they are as characters, how small they are in the story at this moment. They are alone. They are, uh, uh, they, they are uh, isolated and yeah. among these woods just lost and they're just running, uh, an incredible way to tell you this story. So brave. You know, another shot that I really liked was actually at the end when they're on the horses and they are going back to Bruenberg. God bless you. How do we even say that? Bebenberg. Bebenberg. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> Once again, I need some like subtitle situation. Uh, when they're on the two horses and they're riding towards the lack of a better word, castle fort. I was so nervous because I'm like, you guys are all alone. Your horses are already going to be a little tired because you've made this long trek. Right. Like, you're bold. You're bold in that, that fur coat that you somehow saved from a fire. <laughs> and that, that moment, that moment at the end is an important moment, not because it's, you know, Mary and Blake commandment, you know, uh, bookends, but because we have watched this entire story so far play out how it has played out and what it means for Uhtred to wear that coat and what it means to go and see his uncle who wanted him murdered. And that coat must be so smelly. Like there's no Febreze. Yeah, like there's we, no dry cleaning. D- during during the watch we were calling um Elfric, Uncle Elfric, uh we were calling him Uncle Scar. Because <laughs> he's just he's Scar. Like <laughs> he actually looks like uh, is it Jeremy Irons? Is that his name, the actor who does. Yeah, he kind of does look like a little yeah. bit like Jeremy Irons. Yes. He does a little bit. That's funny. Um, you know, I killed Mufasa. Long live the king. <laughs> um, yeah, Uncle Scar. He, yeah. He, what that means for him to go back to Bevanburn and mm-hmm. say, yes, I, this is mine. This I'm is going mine. to take I'm this. Here. But he's doing it in the visage of of, of a Dane. Uh, yes. of And... This, again, is more visual representation of who he is and the battle he's going to face. Uh, and everything that has come, everything that has led to him being on that horse with creepy guy, st- creepy staring guy's head in his hand, holding it the same exact way as Ragnar did, however many years it was mm-hmm. before that, um, we have watched this entire story play out, and it, it's impactful. 
it is it is momentous. We understand everything that comes along with it. Yes. I really, really, really liked how this, um, how that, how the episode ended. And I think the last thing I want to talk about, Mary, is something that Raven said in the middle of the the Danish hellscape when the people are, are being raped and and the they're being dropping them, lifted up and dropped oh, and can't. and Raven says, "Feed me um, some chicken." Yeah, that's true. But uh, he's got priorities. He says, you know, people who take their orders from from above or from from a god are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watch out for Uba. Yeah, men who take their orders from gods are unpredictable. And I think there's a real clash here between because the Vikings they say are pagans and the Saxons are Catholic, um, and. It, there's an inherent and there's a natural conflict there. Yeah. Catholic taking orders from God. Vikings have, are pagans. But Abba is someone who takes orders from a seer, someone who takes, and that person takes orders from whoever, a raven. you know, whatever Sometimes. it is. Um, so that too is also, is also multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's totally displaying the conflict between the Vikings and, and, and the Saxons, but also that there's this oncoming conflict, I think, uh, for Uhtred and what's coming along the way, mm-hmm. and he's and and it's it's great advice from from Rutger Hauer of all people, uh, and y- you have not watched, you have not watched um, Blade Runner, which no. is so disappointing. I mean, really, is it? But he played Roy Batty in, in Blade okay. Runner, and it, you were going to watch it. And Rutger Hauer is also in a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> oh man, crazy movie. Anyway. Rutger Hauer gives this really sage advice. Watch out. Watch out for for people who take orders from gods. They're unpredictable. And how he can't, how Uhtred has to be aware of his roots, but be aware of the people that are around him. What was the princess's name? I'm just calling her a princess. The one who was supposed to get married who looked like she was wearing black swan makeup. Oh, But the white swan version. And she didn't wash it off. Because was this the rehearsal dinner? Or was this the wedding? Because Idishe Sven says, like, I'm not going to let you marry anybody else. So I thought she already got married and that that's what the celebration was for. But maybe this is a multi-day wedding thing. All I can tell you, though, is her makeup. Tira is her name. Tira. Is it Thira or is it Tira? That's that's the, I, I couldn't remember. Her the Tyra, right now. I can't. So give us the pronunciation of it. But, nurse. you know, she had this like white makeup on. I didn't know had she already been married. Is she not married? Does she get to wash her face? You should not go to bed with makeup on. Okay, can age your face tremendously. Lord knows the breakout she's going to get. It's going to be like as if if this wasn't bad enough. Tura, Tura. That's, I'm kidnapped that's by Sven, and I didn't bring my cleansing cloths. Tura, that's Tura. That's the name. Okay, there you go. Uh, you need you need a she needs a minute with Mary. She needs a minute with Mary, like <laughs> travel kit. By the way, go to minutewithmary.com slash discount to get <laughs> a discount on on whatever product is featured. Um, it was the waterproof mascara, which Tura. Yeah, Tora she definitely Tora needs. definitely needed. Um, Poor thing. So I I really like that there's this the um, immediate conflict mm-hmm. on so many different levels, and 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 having said that, Mary, where do you think this? How do you think this performs as the first episode of this good. season? I know in where general? I am. I don't know who's good and who's bad, but I know that Uhtred's good. I yeah. guess that's who's like whose side we're going to be on. Um, 
I know that there's a damsel in distress. I don't know how that's going to play out. Does Uhtred sleep with Tura? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know the rules of of this world. Um, we know that Edishay Sven, maybe he'll lose another eye. We know to watch out for Uba. Yep. Aside from that, I don't know. I don't know where Uhtred lives. Is yep. he a nymph? Does they, do they go back to the old hangout in the woods? Where do they go right now? Uh, what, what I think what's really special about this show is that it refuses to take a side on mm. the on the Saxons or the the Vikings. Well, exactly. Right with Uhtred. What's Uhtred's friend's name? B the girl. Oh, Brida. Brida. Exactly. Like they are kind of this hybrid. So we get to be with them and get to see the both sides and we're with her. I like her. She's tough, man. She is tough. She she's doesn't mess around. And she's smart too. She, she knows what is. she's doing. Yes. And she's saying, listen, don't do this. Don't go kill this guy. And he's saying, I need to kill somebody and I choose him. Mm-hmm. I loved that line. Such a great line. And speaking of that, what a great subversion. After he kills this guy, you think it's this big heroic moment for Uhtred. Like, yeah, I killed a crazy, yeah. creepy guy. No, no. He breaks down and cries in a bale of hay. It's okay. After everything that's happened to We've him. We've all been there. It's, um, it's such a great subversion uh, of, of his character. Hugs and ale. Hug, so many hugs and ale for him. Um, Anything else you want to say about this? I'm ready. I'm ready to delve into episode two. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, we've got got a a good long show to go for. One of the cool things when we get to watch a show that has already aired is that we get to watch it at our own pace if we want to go a little faster. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. So that is that. Again, I I think this show as... um, as the first episode, Mary, to follow up on your comment, is really, I think it does a great job. Mm. Um, it, it starts off well. It starts off where it grabs your attention. Um, you have Tom from Succession dying with a sword through his, th- through his throat. Um, and you don't, you're not sure who to trust. You want more by the end. It leaves you with a good, with a good hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, but there's also this really important, uh, really special emphasis on character. And we have the hook of who Danes and invasions and all this other stuff in war. And, but the real importance here is what is this character going to be? And what is it? How is it going to affect him? And, Agreed. Uh, I really and where like does that. he store his fur? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, of course, for every show that we do, we have a theory of the week. And uh, we have all different names for all the different kinds of theories. There's this for Outlander, it's Outlandish Theory of the Week. Uh, for Bridgerton, it's Scribbling Prediction of the Week. Uh, for This Is Us, it's the Hot Take of the Week. This one, I think it's going to be the Destined to Be Take Ooh, okay. of the Week. So uh, the Destined to Be Take of the Week. Mary, are you ready for it? Yes. Let's do it. All right, do you have a theory of the week? I take? don't. I, it, ugh, I'm not really good to the theories all the time. Okay, so no you problem. can take the helm. Well, we have this moment where Raven says to a young Uhtred, don't ever tangle with Abba because Abba is bananas. I mean, you got a name like that. You know you got some tough skin. Uh so yeah, that's true. You did. <laughs> you don't grow up. That's being a boy named Abba. Sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't ever get into conflict with Abba, which to me is what we like to call foreshadowing. There is absolutely going to be a conflict with Abba between him and Uhtred. Yeah, gonna happen. 
put a, a, a Larson Garen toss on that one. And my guess is that Uhtred finds a way to deal with Uncle Scar. Okay. And Uncle Scar... It's going to go away by the by. I'd say halfway through the season. Interesting. Uncle Sky ain't going to be a big deal. Okay. In my opinion, like I, he is a big deal, but he's going to be done away he's with like, relatively on, yeah. so, relatively soon. Like when he at the end of the episode when he's like horses, like maybe he's going to go riding and he, he ain't going to die then, but it's going to be soon. He seems kind of wimpy. Definitely. And the the issue that is going to happen though is that when Utra does handle Uncle Scar, Alba ain't going to be happy. Because he, it's noted, it's noted that he always gets more than half. This mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. This is a very early clue. Greedy. And it's just because that's the way it is. And when Uhtred handles Uncle Scar and Ubba doesn't get more than half or he doesn't get nothing because Uhtred believes that Bebenberg is his. It's, God bless you. Yes. <laughs> then there's going to be a big problem between mm-hmm. he and Ubba. So mm-hmm. that is my uh, destined to be take of the week. What do you think, Marvin? Interesting? What do you got? Yes, interesting. <laughs> All right. I don't have a theory. That's true. You don't yeah. have a theory. That's fine. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about That's this episode before we go? Final thoughts? No. Nothing? Okay, let's close this bad boy out, shall we? We want to thank you all so much for taking the time, particularly those of you who have joined us live. We are, by the next episode, going to create a texting reminder service so that if you would like to be alerted to when we do go live, you can join us. Because as a heads up, since this is something we can binge, we may not always be going live on the same night of the week. That's right. We may try to fit in a couple of extra episodes. We may do some that don't necessarily have the video component, but we will always be doing at least one live each week so that you can be joining us in these episodes but because we can binge it we may binge a wee bit just to kind of get ready so that we're also in in, ready for season five with you all we don't we don't want to be late for it of course so just keep your eyes and ears open for the next podcast Uh, when this is available in your podcatcher of choice we will be letting you know make sure that you're following us on social media mary and blake you can find us on facebook we actually have a private facebook group if you're not already a member there just search mary and blake request to join it we'd love to have you there we geek out about all sorts of things that we already mentioned within this podcast episode so if you knew what you were talking about with all the different fandoms you will be greatly welcome with open arms i gotta tell you i was taken with this first episode i was taken with it i really enjoyed it the soundtrack when i fall in love with the soundtrack i'm in it's good yeah then i'm in and (laughs) it's like it's definitely my jam it's my house cleaning Mm -hmm. music and I, I really like it. I'm excited for this show. I know Mary is excited. Not as excited as I am, but I've got a I feeling... I know I'll get there. She's going to get there. I know when that is. We have a question from Maria here on Facebook saying, when does season five start? There is no start date yet. Has not been announced for season five as of this moment. So we'll see what happens. I, I can't wait for this podcast and get to get through it. I'm interested in Uhtred's story. I'm interested to see what happens. And if you're interested in us... You like that transition right there. If you're interested in us, ladies and gents, go to jointhenerdclan.com. Become a member there where you get the amazing After Doc show and all early access to all of these podcasts. 
as well as our book clubs that we're running and uh, the Keep Calm and Crown On podcast, which is about the crown, as well as Rise Up, which is a podcast dedicated to Hamilton, which you don't want to miss out on. Get a whole bunch of cool we stuff. We really happening. do, and it's just your way to show us that you appreciate the work we're doing. It's less than a cup of coffee, um, so check that on out. Join the nerdclan.com. It means them so much to us, as this is a mom and pop shop podcast company. So That's thank right. you all so much for supporting us. On that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Destiny is all 